Hello beautiful people and welcome to the Holistic Awakening Podcast. I am Natalia O.L., your host, breath healer and holistic life coach for the modern awakened woman. In this podcast, we explore holistic awakening related topics. From feminine activation, cyclical wisdom, wellness, biohacking, alternative healing methods, to consciousness, magic, spirituality, personal development, and psychedelics. In this sacred space, you will find interviews with light leaders, juicy conversations, and live activations that will help you feel inspired and supported in your own holistic awakening journey. Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today, I bring you an expansive conversation with my friend and intuitive expert, Kristin Quarrelbaum. Kristin and I met on a women's circle led by another amazing coach, Olivia Celine, and we decided to come together to talk about intuition and how to live an intuitive-led life. So this conversation was recorded while we were going live over in my private Facebook group, The Holistic Awakening Community. So unfortunately, the recording is missing the introduction, but you can catch up straight from when Kristen is talking all about her journey. I hope that you enjoy this conversation and that it helps you connect with your intuition. See you on the other side. So my name is Kristen Quattlebaum, and I've had my business now for about two years. I'm an intuitive life coach, and I offer intuitive readings and mentorship and lots of other things. I just kind of go with the flow and follow my intuition and, and do what feels good for me in that moment. And I come from a 15-year corporate background. So my life now as an intuitive, and I'm also a new nomad. Um, traveling the U.S. right now has been a complete life-changing experience for me to, to go from corporate to where I am now. So it's, it's been really an incredible journey. And that's what I do in my work. I support women find their journey too and, and step onto their paths and be unapologetic about who they are and dismantle and unravel all of the belief systems that aren't theirs and, and really enable them to step into their power. So yeah, that's what I do. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it's a, such a powerful transformation. And it's, it's so interesting because I also feel that intuitive connection with you, very feminine, very um, very easy. Um, I feel like I don't know you for that long, but it just feels like we know each other at the soul level. And it just, it's a very mm -hmm. easy connection. I always feel very supported by your energy. I think, um, I can, I can feel that sort of, um, I feel like, you, like you're supportive of those around you. I, I don't, I don't know. That's the mm -hmm. energy that I get from you. Like you're very much, Uh, like that mama bear energy, I've got your back type of coach. And that, that I love. 
So thank you. Yeah, I, I wanted to dive a little bit more into intuition and maybe hear your thoughts on what what is intuition and how how do you define that? How do you find it within yourself? How do you help your clients connect with intuition? Because in my experience, I you know I'm also a life coach and I I guess I started to get in more in, in connection with my intuition when I did my life coaching training, but it was not through life coaching that I actually connected with my intuition. It was more through doing Reiki and healing and meditation and embracing more of like my feminine nature. So I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, big question. <laughs> so <clears throat> for me, um, my intuitive connection really was founded in meditation. So similar to you in that more of that body experience as opposed to being taught it. Um, so when I started meditation, my initial thought process was just to get out of my head and find more peace in my life. That's really what I wanted. And as I continued through my meditation journey, I was able to, I find that when you can create space from the mind, you know, so it's okay if the mind wanders and it will, um, but as you begin to create more and more space, it becomes easier to find that stillness where you can hear or feel or see your intuition. And so for me, it's just that continual process and one of the things that helped me as well is just being super open to what comes, you know, like just being really open to like, when I started becoming really intuitive and I got certified in doing intuitive readings, I had a lot of people ask me if I could connect with spirit, um, like people that have passed on spirits and I was scared. I was like, I don't know if I can. I don't really want to open that can of worms. And um, I just wanted to let my journey evolve as it was meant to. I didn't want to try to force any messages to come through any certain way. So I just kept my heart open along the way. And like, I have had that evolve. I have had spirits who passed on come to me and speak to me. Um, I've been on incredible shamanic journeys and met my guides. I've seen past lives. Like I've had incredible visualizations. My intuition is evolving so rapidly. It's really incredible once you like open that door. So for my clients, I find it's a lot of the same process. It's a process of getting out of the head and back into the body um, and just training yourself to be in that space, um, it's really training yourself to not let your mind control your life um, is really what it's about. And I think the last piece of your question was there's, which by the way, I could talk about this forever, but I'm trying to be <laughs> summarize it here. For me, intuition is, so I grew up um, religious, not to go on like a super tangent here, but I, I grew up religious and I rejected it at a very young age as a child. And I couldn't tell you why it's just, there was something in me that knew there was something wrong with, with what I was being taught there. Um, and so interestingly, as I developed my intuition, I started having realizations about like religion and spirituality and what it means to me. 
and everyone talks about how we're all energy and we're all connected. And so for me, I believe that we all have access to source, God, universe, whatever you identify with, um, within us. And that is our intuition. That is that higher wisdom that speaks to us. And I believe that we're all a piece of it. It's almost like we're this big puzzle that makes, makes up this, this one light. And, um, yeah, like that to me is why I feel so connected with, with the people around me. I, why I feel we are all so connected because we are all accessing that same wisdom, but we all have a different purpose with it, obviously. Um, does that answer your question? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it, it's also opening so many lines of conversation. I'm loving this. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. I believe that we are all one and I've had this shown to me in many of my shamanic journeys, plant medicine journeys, you know, we're all energy and we're all just one giant organism experiencing itself through each of us. So the illusion of uh, separation is just that, an illusion. We're all actually connected. And I, I think it was interesting what you said about religion actually because I also grew up uh, I grew up in Spain I was a Catholic and as a child I was a very spiritual child I was very open I loved being in church I loved just connecting with nature and with with God and it only uh, got um, shaky around my teenage years when I actually started to awaken to my feminine power, right? I started to have my period, I became sexual, I became a little bit rebellious, I wanted to experience myself and then the church no longer supported me mm -hmm. as, as, as that woman that I was becoming. So I had to choose between myself and spirituality by rejecting the church. And then I was, um, I was, sort of on my own, let's say, with no spiritual support for a few years until I did my life coaching training and started meditating and just reconnected with spirituality in a different way and realized that I am God, I am source, and I can tap into that within myself. Mm -hmm. And I love that this is the work that you do because even if we do different things in a way with breath work, that's sort of what I do too, right? Like I help people connect with that part of themselves. That it's not just the logical mind. It's not um, the ego. It's not this identification with self, but it's something a little bit bigger, greater, um, and deeper. And what I love about this is, is so mysterious as well. Like intuition is, it's, it's interesting because you can always trust your intuition but it's hard to trust your intuition sometimes, especially in the beginning, because it's so mysterious. It's so mysterious. It, in, it involves so much of the unknown and stepping into the unknown. And it's so interesting how a lot of this is feminine, right? The feminine energy is all about diving into the unknown and mystery and flowing. Mm -hmm. And it seems like as a collective, we've really rejected this energy. And it's now within the last... I don't know, 20 years that this energy is re-emerging and sort of reclaiming its, its power and uh, it wants to be acknowledged. 
And I do believe that it's necessary that leaders like you and me who are very intuitive and I also have my channels open, which was a process for me to trust and trust and trust and open and open and trust the information that was coming. I feel it's important for us to, to step forward and educate people on these topics because I really believe like the collective right now needs to needs a lot more people awaken to this intuitive way of being, this intuitive way of connecting with ourselves, with one another, with nature. So yeah, that's sort of what was coming through as you were as you were talking. Yeah. A lot of people I feel when they're developing their intuition, a lot of that doubt that comes through is deciphering between what's the mind and what's the intuition. Um, we're so, I, I think there's that doubt there that like, there's not, you know, something else speaking to me, you know, it's like my mind knows everything. And so it's, it's really like learning to decipher between what is truth and what is ego. Um, I find that that's quite a bit of the process, but like you said, it's, it's so much of that trusting and trusting and just being willing to trust, even if there is a little bit of ego in there and knowing that you'll learn and be able to discern that, you know, later on in your journey, if there is a little bit of ego, there or a lesson that you need, it will come through and you'll understand that and you just continue to build it stronger and stronger. So many people, I think, wait till it's like, perfect or they're this like I absolutely know that it's intuition and then I'll follow it mm. so how do you differentiate your intuition from other messages that are coming to you from the mind or from spirit or how do you make that differentiation within yourself and, and what do you see is the best way for people to make that differentiation I believe that it's it's becoming comfortable with what feels like truth in your body. Um, and it takes practice. Um, and, and you can start, I remember when I was first learning, like my coach just, I, I had a couple of coaches and one of them encouraged me to just, you know, look at the everyday things, you know, like, what do I want to eat? Or what do I even want to wear? Like what feels good for me to wear? Like what would feel good to put on my body right now? You know, how to, you know, what do I want to work out? What do I want to do? Do I feel like working out? What type of working out feels good to me? And, and it was just kind of the everyday things that she wanted us to get used to. And then another mentor that I had, it was really just about building that relationship. So similar to if, if people have done inner child work, it's like building that relationship with your inner child. It's the same thing, building a relationship with your intuition, have a conversation, you know, with yourself, um, journal, ask yourself questions with ego. I find that my ego tends to be, you know, harsh and critical and demanding, um, and when my ego comes through and guides me to do something and I doesn't feel good in my body, then I know like that's my ego speaking because I know that my intuition will guide me in a way that feels good. And there's also a discernment between like 
getting guidance that is scary to you, but still feels good, right? Like you're like, this is scary, but I know that this is what I'm supposed to do. It's just this like knowing that you develop within you and it just takes time and practice. Like I can't tell you what it's going to feel like in your body. Only you know that. And it's just about like practicing, you know, and, and observing your every day when I, when I do things and I follow this guidance, how do I feel when I felt like I should go? I always give this example when I felt like I should go to this party, this family party, because it's family and I have to go, but I felt awful when I went, what is that telling you? You know? So it's like looking at that evidence and just really being curious about the decisions that you're making and how they feel in your body. Hmm. To me, it just all comes down to the body. Like, how does it feel? Does it feel good? And does it not feel good? And, and it's getting comfortable with what that is in your body. Yeah. So I guess a lot of the process, it's about accepting yourself as well because if your intuition is telling you something and then your mind or your ego are telling you well you're not a good person because you're not going to your family party and you should be going <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it's like it's, it's um trusting yourself and accepting yourself and I think this is the biggest piece for me to I feel like I hear my intuition very clearly but I have a very strong sense of shoots in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do, you, how do you manage those, right? Because yes, I hear my intuition. How can I honor it, you know? Yeah. Oh, when it comes to the things that, it's funny because I just wrote a post about this this week. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like, we know things, especially when you're on this journey, this spiritual journey, you learn these things and you know, like thoughts, your thoughts create your reality. And you know that like, follow your intuition, you know, all these things, but at some point you feel this like visceral integration in your body when you know, like I finally get it. Mm -hmm. And for me, that happened this week on doing things that are should, and I feel like I should do have to, I fear I'm going to miss out anything that is not in my alignment is not putting the right energy from me out into the world and my path to truth and aligning with myself is filling the world with love. Like that's, that's what that is. It's aligning with the energy of love and truth and being that in the world and which ultimately inspires others to, to do that for themselves. Right. So when I choose to make decisions or do things that are out of alignment, what is the energy that's underneath that? Mm. Right. Resentment, fear, nasty energies. Right. So when I'm aligning with that, that's the energy that goes out there. And like, I, like, I know these things, right? But I, it finally, like, I, I have goosebumps right now. Like, it finally landed for me this week. And it was mm. an incredible experience. And so many, I feel this comes up with moms so much because they're so used to, like, I, you know, taking care of their kids and putting everyone else first and not taking care of themselves. And it, or it comes up, I guess, with anyone in terms of self care. 
that's what it means when you're not in your best energy, you are contributing to that negative energy in the world, even though it may not be like a conscious, you know, like I'm not, you're not choosing to put fear out into the world. You're not choosing that, but it's a subtle thing. It's like these little things that you do, it does put that energy out there. And that's the last thing I want to do is contribute to that. Wow. I feel like this was a massive realization for me just now about what you were saying in terms of the ripple effect that we are having energetically, even with this subtle, it's like a subtle compromise to the self, right? When we don't do something that it's in alignment, uh, sorry, when we do something that it's not in alignment and then we go out to the world and carrying this energy of resentment or fear and it's not really serving us or the people around us. And I think the, this happens a lot with anyone who tends to people please. And I mm -hmm. definitely consider myself a, a, a part of that group. I think I'm a people pleaser in recovery still. Um, wow, I think this is really big. I, I guess I wanna ask you about, yeah, intuition and people pleasing, well, I guess, yeah, do you have any further thoughts on that? I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like our, our journeys, our connection back to self is exactly that. It's back to self. It's not about anyone else. And so a lot of the journey, you know, I, I talked about like dismantling these beliefs or attachments, right, that you have to other people or caring or worrying about what other people might think um, or understand. I mean, that's, that's another thing I said in my post this week is like, I accept that you may not understand my choices or the actions that I take and, and that your misunderstanding and or judgment of me is really about you. It's not about me making the wrong decision because I am making decisions in alignment with me, which is in my highest good. Doesn't matter if anyone else gets it. And, you know, this is, it's, <laughs> it's kind of tough for me to answer because I feel like for a lot of my life, I've, I've been that person that's kind of gone against the crowd or whatever. So I feel like I'm, I'm less of a people pleaser, but I can relate to that in terms of my relationship with my mother, whom I feel like I was always trying to please to get her approval, you know? Um, but it wasn't until I started saying no to her on things that just didn't feel good to me. And that was hard in the beginning. When I started doing that though, like I finally, I, like I came to a place where like I, it felt good to say no and it felt good to, to stand up for myself and do what felt good for me. Um, so I think it's just a transition, but a lot of that connection back to self is really releasing all of that and being comfortable with, honestly, like um, there's a, a book called How to Love Yourself by Megan Watterson and, and Lodra Rinsler. 
And in the book, they talk about the Venn diagram. And I think it's a beautiful representation because it's got the Venn diagram is the two circles that overlap in the middle. And they talk about how like, in, when you're in relationship with somebody and this can be romantic or friendship, whatever, you know, that two people often try to overlap and become one, you know, we're one now we have to compromise who we are. We have to, you know, whatever. Um, but in the book, they talk about how like two people become three. And so, you know, Kristen is Kristen's energy and she's all in her energy and Natalia is all in her energy. And where we overlap is the energy that Kristen and Natalia co-create together. And that energy would not be possible without both of our energies inputting into it, right? But Kristen never loses and Natalia never loses who they are. You know, they're always whole in one complete on their own. It's just, they get to create a new energy together. And I think so many people lose that when it comes to people pleasing, you know, because they're, they're engaged all in the other person's energy and detached from their own. Mm. Yes. So I, I totally agree with that analogy and yeah, I, I feel like intuition, it's hundred percent linked with knowing yourself, respecting yourself, accepting yourself, honoring um, yourself. And that the, the process of becoming more intuitive is also a process of, I guess, speaking your truth and living your truth um, from what we've been talking about. It just seems like that's the outcome of what's happening mm -hmm. when we are living in this um, intuition-led life. So I wanted to ask you, what are the biggest impacts of becoming an intuitive woman in your life right now? Well, um, first and foremost, like becoming, I, by the way, I love that you keep saying accept, like it's part of accepting yourself because it's not a word I tend to tie with intuition. And I think it's really a beautiful way to look at it um, as a form of self-acceptance. <laughs> Um, so I feel like me becoming a, a nomad, it, it's like never would I have imagined that I just turned 40 and I would be going on a nomadic journey by myself with my cat. <laughs> and, um, you know, for the first time in my life, I'm comfortable with knowing that I don't need to have a whole plan. Like I'm only planning one step ahead of where I am and trusting that I will be guided along the way. And I haven't been on the journey for very long, but that's exactly what's happened, you know, so far. And I just think that's a really beautiful shift from this need to like control and decide and think I know my best path. And the fact that I've surrendered and the opportunities that are coming to me, like last year, um, before I decided to sell and, and become a nomad, I had an opportunity to travel with my intuitive mentor who's based in Australia, we were going to be meeting in Hawaii for a month and then traveling Europe for five months. And that was an opportunity that came to me that I feel like 
never would have been there had I continued on in this corporate journey. And all of that got canceled with COVID. Fast forward, I become a nomad. I'm traveling the U.S. And just yesterday, I was on a call and invited to be an ambassador of the intuitive program that I'm in. And she's offering an all-expense trip to Hayman Island in Australia with the Great Barrier Reef. And like, like just these opportunities are coming to me because I'm surrendered to being in my truth. I expand so rapidly, like having access to this internal wisdom, like my life changes drastically week to week. You know, if I were to message you and say, Natalia, I'm struggling with this, blah, blah, blah. And it's five days before you respond to me. I'm already like way past, <laughs> past that, right? Because I've, I've, I've accessed the wisdom. I've cleared the non-truths and it just, yeah, like I get to live my purpose and love my life and have it be easy and, and just really get to experience freedom you know, and what that looks like. And I, I can't imagine in a million years, I used to work 60 hours a week in corporate, like, and I used to love it. I can't imagine being tied down like that again. You know, the more I align with my truth, the less I feel I need to work. It's just, I, I can't even, I can't even explain. Like, I feel so connected and in love with myself you know I don't even have a partner right now and I know that when I meet him it's going to be this divine interaction you know between the masculine and feminine which there's another thing you know I was very in the masculine and corporate and now I'm very in my feminine and, and you know it's still a balance between the two but um, there's just so much that has shifted. I can't, I can't even explain it all. <laughs> oh my gosh. It just sounds super, super inspiring. Krista, I'm so happy for you. And wow, I really resonate. I think what you said about all these opportunities, uh, showing themselves to you because you are in alignment, it just, it just really uh, proves that the universe is an abundant, rich, prosperous universe that wants to give you the best life possible, but will not give it to you un until you're ready to align with your truth and to honor that and to claim your desires and uh, clean up your mind, you know, release the conditioning. And I just... I guess I am excited because I, I see how possible this transformation and this access to inner wisdom and joy and prosperity is for everyone. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that one of my missions is to educate people on, you know, how to shift consciousness, how to um, access this wisdom, you know, these teachings and yeah, that all really really resonates and I feel like I'm very much like you you know like I'm always flowing always um working on myself I don't want to say working on myself I want to say 
I am always present with the process mm -hmm. that I'm having. So if I were to call you saying, I've got a problem, you know, in five days, it will be gone. I'll be mm -hmm. already over it, you know, of the, my breathwork practice and journaling. I'm always moving through, mm -hmm. through whatever is coming up. Um, but yeah, in terms of your nomadic life, I, I can relate in the sense of feeling like you don't need to need, you don't need to have everything planned. You're mm -hmm. just planning one step at a time because for me and my partner, we actually left the UK on December 2019 and our goal was to travel for a whole year, which we were doing last year. And then we happened to go back to London in March for only like three weeks and we were checking our flat, you know, resting a little bit before transitioning from one uh, foreign country to another and COVID hit and we got stuck in England for six, six, seven months. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we basically, you know, we still travel during the summer and we spent Christmas, last Christmas with my family in Spain, but now is February and we're back in Mexico. So the, the same part of the world where we started traveling a year and a half ago, right? And we're here again and I'm like, oh, what is happening? You know, here I am again, um, you know, again on the road. We're gonna be here for five weeks. Um, we're trying to move to the US because my partner is studying a PhD in San Francisco. So there's just so much uncertainty in the world right now, not, not just with what's going on in my personal situation, but just with mm -hmm. COVID and travel restrictions and, you know, lots of uncertainty in general. And I find that being present in the moment and trusting my intuition and trusting where I'm being guided to be in the moment is, it's okay. And it requires a a lot of surrendering and a lot of trust. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I'm rewarded when I listen to that intuition. I'm rewarded. And for example, coming here to, to Tulum, um, on the first week of being here, my best friend from England happened to be here as well with her friend. And it ended up being a really good week for me because I just felt like it was a good transition to just come to the country mm -hmm. and have a friend you know and it gave me a sense of being home and I was like wow this is insane and, and I've been trying to plan a trip with her for a couple of years like oh we should go on holiday we should plan something and we fucking never <laughs> ended up planning anything and then in in this perfect time we ended up being in the same place deciding to spend some time together here and it's been absolutely absolutely magical and we're deepening our friendship and it just feels like it's magical and mm -hmm. this is what I'm getting as well from your story like there's this sense of life is really magical if you allow it to be if you if you mm -hmm. follow your intuition if you are true to yourself then you can invite the magic of life in into your awareness but if you are just having the same routine every day, you know, doing the same things with the same people, you know, never wanting to dive deep within your own journey, within your own psyche. It's like you miss, you miss 
um, the wonders of, of this life. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Even when I was in corporate, before I felt that I was intuitive or empathic or any of those things, I noticed myself wanting more and always looking for more and embracing change. And so when I had opportunities, you know, I worked with one employer in like four different states. So they kept moving me around. And so when those opportunities came, I just kept saying yes even if I was moving to another state and I always thought to myself, what do I have to lose? You know, if I don't like it, I can always change. It's not like this decision is set in stone. And I think that some people don't, I think that some people give fear more credit than it deserves sometimes too, because fear is only an indicator of change and growth. You know, when it's not in a survival sense, obviously, like if you experienced fear out of there's a fire in the house and I need to get out, that's different. But in terms of, you know, making a next move and accepting a change in your life, if you feel fear, it's often an indicator of expansion, you know, which the ego doesn't like because it's different and unknown to it. It doesn't feel safe there. But so many people take it as this indicator of I shouldn't go. I shouldn't do the thing. I should stay where I am because it's safe. But as you said, you end up being stagnant in that energy then. And you don't get to explore and and see like the magical things that could happen for you if you just allow yourself to expand. Because that's what you really are doing, like just expanding and and it's limitless. Oh, I feel like you're reading my mind. <laughs> I was about to say... <laughs> I was about to say, when you are connected with your intuition, you access your limitless capacity to create Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. you want to create. And I wanted to touch on quickly before we wrap up the conversation, um, because I'm cautious of your time, but um, I wanted to touch on desire and those feelings of longing, um, because for me, I feel like desire and listening to your deep longing, it's it's a sign that your intuition or your soul is wanting you to pursue a certain path. But then I feel like a lot of people um, get confused because they are focused on their wants or what they think they want, or you know, they, they confuse desire with maybe looking at what everyone is doing on Instagram, everyone, mm-hmm. what is everyone else, mm-hmm. you know, doing in the world and maybe feeling bad that they're not doing what the, the rest of the people are doing. So how would you speak to that confusion and what do you see with your clients and friends and in your own journey in terms of this differentiation? Mm-hmm. I think that being able to discern between what is a want or lust even versus like a truth for yourself is, is really about understanding it's to me, that's about unraveling and getting to your true core so that you can understand, is this my belief or not? Um, You know, like I, for instance, when I was doing work with like masks, the masks that we wear, I remember the moment when my mentor asked me, is this achiever mask that you wear? serving you 
or is it you, you know? And I immediately said, no, it's my mother's. Like it's, that's, it's, it's not even mine. I wear it to, to please her. And, um, it takes time to unravel and understand like, this is who I am. You know, this is my truth. And I think that comes with just that constant curiosity and questioning of, is this really what I believe? You know, is this mine? Is this someone else's? What are my beliefs? And where did they come from? You know, and it's, it's about finding that true alignment. Um, I think that there was something, what did you ask at the end? How is it something about my journey? Um, yeah, I was, I was just going to ask if, well, if you have, if you have seen your clients or your friends, or even you've experienced this um, confusion between um, desiring something and coming from that wanting lack or comparison yeah. to others. But I think you already answered that with what you said. And what, what just came through as you said that was, it's interesting how when we're connecting with our intuition, we still need to consider the mind, right? Because let's say that you're asking yourself, what are my beliefs? What is really true mm -hmm. for me? That is gonna come to you still in the form of a thought, or it's going to be mm -hmm. operated through the mind, but it, it's like it's got a different taste when it's coming from your intuition versus when it's these masks that we you know, wear because we've been conditioned to or these beliefs that are not ours. And uh, I, I guess they just feel different in the body, right? Yeah, and I think the important thing is when you are examining your beliefs, in, in flipping it, you know, it's so, it's so cliche, right? People are like, what are your beliefs? And then make a new list of beliefs, you know, but the, the thing is, is like, because your thoughts create your reality, it's okay to think or, or have something that comes up like a thought that comes up that is a non-truth for you. As long as you can observe it and say, this is not true for me. And this is what tr what's true, right? You're countering that so that it doesn't resonate in your body and manifest in your reality, you know? Mm. So you're always inviting in that truth to say, no, this is what's true for me. Yeah, this is, this is really good, I think, because it's like we, we are combining our superpowers, right? The, the intuition, the inner voice, the soul with the mind. And then, and then it's how can we observe all of it to choose mm -hmm. and then, after we choose, then we allow whatever manifestation to come after that. But it's our responsibility to be the, that active observant um, force into this intuition, thoughts. Yeah. It's all a part of you. So like anything that you reject is, is going to create resistance. And <clears throat> for a long time, I feel like as I was growing my intuitive abilities, I felt like I wanted to reject the mind. I wanted to reject who I called corporate Kristen. And what I've realized recently is that my mind also enables me this like super ability to process what's coming through intuitively. So especially when I get those downloads that are like, 
brand new knowledge that I've not ever like considered or thought of. Like I can feel my mind like processing it, right. And making sense of it and understanding it and, and helping it resonate within me. So it's actually helping my intuition in those cases. It, it's not, and it's not in a way that's like, oh, that's not true and going against it. Right. It's, it's in a way of it's truly processing it and helping it integrate. So yeah, it's, the mind is, it can be powerful too, when you direct it in the right way. Sorry. That's okay. Um, yeah, well, now as we're, as we're speaking about this, uh, I'm just feeling this intuitive thought or this intuitive energy to, to tell you that I think that you should do a guided meditation on opening your intuition and using your mind as like a tool to anchor whatever is coming through, through I don't mm, know something mm -hmm. around that feels like it could be something that you you do I can see I can see you doing that and it's just coming through right now as we cool. talk thank you for that all right Kristen well we're about to wrap up so thank you so much for today's conversation is there anything else you want to share with the community that I haven't asked you or the, it's resonating? I would say if you are on the fence or you're waiting, you know, you, you're feeling lost and just, you don't know where to go, just start taking little steps towards that unraveling and, and discerning what your truth is and moving forward on your path. And if you need support or desire support, ask for that along that journey. But the longer that you decide to postpone and wait to be who you're meant to be in this world, the more people suffer because you're not in your truth. You're not in your alignment. There are people waiting for you to align and inspire them too. So I, I think it's just really important to remember that you're here for that purpose too. And if you're feeling the call to it, it's for a reason. It's because you're meant to step up and be in your superpower. So embrace it. Embrace it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and Kristen, how can our listeners, our, the people watching in the Facebook group, how can they connect with you? How can they find you? Yes, I'm mostly on Instagram and Facebook right now. Um, I have a monthly newsletter that I send out. Um, my link in my bio on my Instagram is where everything's at that I'm, I'm up to. My Instagram is KQ Coaching. You can find me, my website, KQ Coaching, on Facebook, KQ Coaching, or uh, my personal profile as well. So I'm happy to connect with anybody who feels drawn to my energy. All right, amazing. So we'll, we'll just link all your um, website and Instagram on the post in the Facebook group. And when I launch the podcast, it'll be all in the comments. So Kristen, thank you so much for today's conversation. Well, thank you. It's very expansive for me too. All right, we'll speak soon. Okay, so that was the first Holistic Awakening conversation here on the podcast. Thank you so much to Christine for coming on. I hope that you enjoyed the conversation and that you learned so much about 
how to connect with your intuition. I will add to the show notes all the links for you to connect with Kristen, as well as a link for you to join us over inside the Holistic Awakening community in Facebook. Enjoy the rest of your day and hopefully see you over here in the next episode. Lots of love.